wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again, Movie Mayhem Podcast. This time coming at you on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right? On a literal Sunday. On a literal Sunday. Yeah. Uh, shooting and recording, same day. So, yeah. Uh, I, I saw so I, I saw uh, George the other day, a friend of the show. A good friend. Um, yeah, and he's like, oh, I see you're putting out a Star Wars Born episode. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he, hit, he hit me up on uh, the Instagram, and he's like, you know, it's a good movie, just, you know, with the, uh, just kind of forgive lady i'm like uh, she wasn't my problem lady gaga didn't have any yeah, yeah i didn't have I, any issue with her and i and uh our friend chris burkowski also hit us up saying you know the movie's really good i'm like okay whatever you say wow it's like all right yeesh they're like, not hey. ready yeah, yeah. they're right. not ready but uh another friend news i was on uh the um the landy lodge that's right the yeah. old landy lodge yeah oh for anyway, i'm matt and i'm brian yeah in case that's not ridiculously clear at this point right and uh we we had a friend of the show another friend of the show nick landy who does his own podcast the landy lodge dude's just super charismatic does like great interviews and things like that yeah it's deep uh, as hell i deep as hell podcast i didn't even realize i like everyone else just talks about video games and i couldn't even do that no yeah uh so i ended up talking about some pretty uh yeah when i was on there it talked about like movies and baseball for a little bit yeah and then chip gang city and a little I think everybody talks about like Chip yeah yeah it's a it's a current recurring segment current right? yeah but you were we we went a little deeper into you it. went into it man <laughs> that, no but it's really good it's really fun uh, it's on uh, was it Spotify iTunes yeah and it will be on YouTube at some point at some point and uh, end up cutting a shoot cut myself a little promo at the end yeah that was yeah. probably one of the top five promos I've ever heard woo <laughs> woo don't don't put a mic in front of me I mean. Um, it, but now I'm back. We're grounded. Right. You know, we're back to doing what we do best. Yeah. And that's sitting talking. in a basement talking about a movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's what we enjoy to do. Yeah. Um. And the movie of the week. We're done with uh with no action June. No action June is yeah. done. It's now whatever whenever we post this. Yeah. Um. Although this movie's not quite. I wouldn't call it an action movie at all. It's got stuff going on. It's got stuff going on. A lot right? of stuff is going on. Yeah. It's sort of a. Uh, what would you call it, like a thrill murder mystery drama no comedy? there's no mystery really it's not a mystery no it's more of a it's i, I it's a thing it's definitely a thing. a thing i describe it as clue meets pulp fiction because you could see a lot of tarantino influence and, yeah and it is like a bunch of strangers showing up to a, a place to stay and they're all there for different reasons it definitely and... has the the drive to be a clue like a cult, like a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's certain things missing from it. Like, yeah, personality. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, the movie, of course, in question is "Bad Times at the El Royale." At the El Royale, which translates of, to "Bad Time at the The Royale." Yeah. <laughs> at the Royal. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of bad times, this movie actually kind of gives a bit of a hard time to uh to, to get find to. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Fandango now. What's good? Yeah, yeah what's up with that? Like, uh, yo, uh, like usually you you have a pretty massive DVD collection. Yeah, and you're able to upload most of them to Fandango now, which is like a streaming service where you can upload your DVDs and then you can watch them on any computer. But they've been giving us mad password problems. Yeah, the whole night. Like, I, like Matt hit me up. He's like, uh, hey, uh, you know, I can't get in. Is it this still the password? Still the same? I'm like, yeah, of course. I haven't changed it. Tried every variation. Capitalize this and capitalize the other. As you can imagine, there's a lot of M's in movie mayhem. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and we tr- just and I tried. And I was like, all right, let me reset it and try different variations of it. And I was like, oh, that ain't work either. Do they do that thing that Google does? Like when as soon as you try to sign in on like another computer like they break your door down and like send you 80 emails you're just like oh, oh what's going on no here's another account here's the funny thing they go okay your password has changed and then they send you to like another screen to sign in yeah so you sign in and it's like no your password doesn't work oof i was like what the fuck is this oof so maybe maybe i logged in too many times but it didn't like tell me that i'd logged in too many times no it's not no it shouldn't have yeah, it's stupid. Because I, I, well, I had it on my phone, and then I kept on doing it, so I just uninstalled it from my phone. Mm. So then when I came home, I, I turned on my laptop, and it still worked there. So I was like, okay, that's fine. See, it's that's what that's what a lot of people don't realize a lot of times, that competitors to, like, things that, that corner a market, a lot of times it's not, like, the actual product. It's the, like... The ease of it. Yeah, I the mean, navigation of it, the web design. Like, the, like, Netflix, you sign in once, you're signed in forever. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas... You know, something like this, right. it's giving you password problems, you know? Um, so, anything, I think ease of use is definitely something that a lot of companies need to... If Disney's not even going to need a password, it's going to be like, just take a picture of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Be good. Yeah, got you. It just turns on your webcam, scans right. your eye. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, we know you're going to share it with your friends, but don't worry. We got them too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, for the low, low price of 70 bucks a year, how can you say no? Exactly. How could you say no to that? Yeah. Oof. They got me. They got me already. Damn. Maybe I, maybe we can split it with like eight of us. It just I just want to give Disney as little money as possible because they have too much. But you th- you think that like you think like oh all right we're definitely gonna screw the system over by like spreading this out. Yeah. And then you're gonna be like the then you're gonna go see like Black Panther two, Captain Marvel two, yeah. and you're just gonna make it up in the end. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But I mean, maybe I'll catch them in matinee. Do they even make a profit off of those? Yeah, yeah, they probably damn. do. They probably do, or else yeah. they wouldn't do them. That's where they sell most of their kids' stuff. Uh, most of the kids, yeah, most of the kids probably go to matinees instead of like how us idiots go at, like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, I don't know why we do that. So I mean, it's the one we can. Really, yeah, like, with work and everything. I mean, if we go, like, we usually go on Thursday nights. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. But anyway, um, anywho, uh, so yeah, we oh. Mm. Yeah, so we are here to do uh, the review of Bad Times at the El Royale. That's right. And so uh, it stars, who would you even say? I'd say it stars Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff um, Bridges. It's got, it's got a big cast, but, you know, I think the ensemble cast hard to pick out the star. Because marketing will do that thing. Like, uh, for this movie, it did that thing it does. Yeah. Where, like, it, ha- it has, like, Chris Helmsworth, like, front and center. And, like, you know, big spoiler, he not as that, he's not as he's major not, as yeah, you would think. He's not based on the marketing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Hamm is in it. Dakota Johnson's in it. Um, uh, our friend Nick Wilhelm is in it. Nick, yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick Offerman's. Nick, uh, yeah, Nick Offerman's little, in it. Yellow yeah. piece. Um, Jerry from uh, Jer- yeah, Jerry Gergish. Jerry Terry Ger- uh, Gary is in it for a half a second. Um, but who plays uh, who plays um, the singer? 
Oh, she. Darlene uh, Sweet. Yeah, I know. I, I don't, she did a pretty good job. She was amazing. Well, if she, I think she's a real singer because she's amazing. Well, she but, acted well. I thought yeah. too. She had a few little little monologues that. Her name is well. Cynthia Irvo. Cynthia Irvo. You may know her from mm-hmm. Widows. Yeah, you maybe don't know. Step. The Broad City. Oh, okay. And that weird Jeremy Piven show, On Mr. Broad? Selfridge. Hmm. Well, people so... watch Broad City. <laughs> oh, the guy who invented. Oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. So this movie is uh, is directed by Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard, right? A- um, AKA the guy who I think you he he uh he was involved in a lot of things. Cloverfield, Lost, Daredevil, um, Daredevil, the Netflix one. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I think the, he like directed he wrote it. and wrote it, right? He wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know he's dude's got he's got a, a bit Under, of a, yeah. a a bit of a resume. So um, from what I hear, all the actors took like a big pay cut to work on this movie because it, I guess it's it seems pretty low budget. Yeah, I mean it know? does. Yeah, I'm trying to find the box office of the, of it. Yeah, find this budget and, and earnings. I don't think it made too much because uh, as as much as I remember, I remember this movie coming out. At a time that was not too far from, like, uh, Infinity War and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think when it did release, a lot of us were just like, ah, oh, I already spent, like, 30, like, 30, $40 seeing Infinity War multiple times. Yikes. Okay, oh, so... Oh, it came out in October in Australia. Yeah. So it came out in October. What so... came... What was in October of 2018 that we all saw? Well, that everybody saw? Because I remember thinking, like... Goosebumps, too. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, never mind. No, um, Halloween. Everyone, uh, everyone was going everyone after was that. Everyone was going to Halloween. That's true. Um, a Star is Born? And that too. Venom. Venom. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there was, it had a lot of competition when it came out. Yeah, it was definitely a small fish and it was, it was made for $32 million, which is very low budget. Very low budget. Horror, horror movies are made for more. Yeah, and it made domestically. Seventeen point eight million dollars, and it made Oof. fourteen million dollars overseas, and for Whoa. a total of thirty-one point eight million dollars. Wow, that is a failure any way you cut it. And I mean, it's tough because this is an this seems like an original property. This seems yeah. like you know it takes a, it's 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 a chance. You got you got John Hamm in it. You got you know you got some peoples in it. To and to think that like it kind of j- just missed the mark. Yeah, yeah. I think it just, it tried yeah. to like have that like nice guys vibe, mm. and then like there's because there's certain movies that come out each year that you're like oh and you see the trailer like although nice guys didn't make a lot of money either no it didn't yeah. it made I think it also did not hit the mark loss, either right yeah. yeah um yeah the movie definitely I I like that it's original um it's in that like it's an original story it's an IP it's an yeah it's not IP. based on like a comic book it's yeah, not based on a TV or, show a graphic novel or right. whatever um. You know, I like that. I like that it wears its influences on its sleeve. As far as um, the shooting style we were talking about before, you know, it was easy to see a lot of Tarantino there. Yeah. You know, easy to see um, a lot of um, like a lot of, like there's there's a lot of like like Coen Brothers, I would say. Yeah, a little Coen yeah, Brothers, like some Brian De Palma stuff. There's a little. Uh, you sound so pretentious. It's going to go. Oh, the gift strikes me as a Coen. Yeah. But nah. it, it's got like yeah, but it's the thing is it's um. It does. It's shot really well, I think. For like, especially in the beginning, it's it does a good job of like raising tension in ways that 
I think movies don't always do. Right. Um, because it's very easy to raise tension in a horror movie. Like, in that, you know, people do the same thing every single time. You have, like, a little bass that's, like, raising. Mm-hmm. You know, the camera's going to pan one way. It's nothing. Pan back to the character. Then it pans real fast and it's something. Right. You know, or, like, um, uh, you know, the, the, it doesn't really, it doesn't, until the ending, it doesn't really succumb to, like, the obvious ways to build tension. No, yeah, this, like, uh... Yeah, this is like a this is a bottle episode of a, of any kind of TV show yeah. if, you're, if you're gonna watch it, like because it, it's you're only stuck in this one spot. It's very self-contained. You, you only go really from a, a hotel room to a hallway to a lobby to a parking lot. Yeah, the only right. time that it exits the actual hotel is during the flashbacks. Yeah, during the flashbacks of uh, of Chris Hemsworth. Which, oh, not only Chris Hemsworth, but Darlene. Oh, Darlene, um, yeah. Everyone's... Every, yeah, ev- like, you, you, you get introduced to the character, yeah. and then you get brought you get brought to the El Royale. I thought the, one of the last flashbacks was completely unnecessary and kind of threw me out of the, the idea. The Miller one? Uh, uh, yeah, the the uh, the Miles one, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. It kind of stopped the momentum, right? It did, yeah. Yeah. Because, um... Alright, so how do you want to how do you want to approach this? Well, it is pretty recent, the movie. So yeah. maybe we shouldn't go to We shouldn't go spoiler yet. real quick. Yeah. Because um, there is a lot to talk about. Like, right. the cast performed the really well. I think... John Hamm was really John cool. Hamm, he went full I, Mad Men. He did. I was, I was trying to find what his fucking... Uh, uh, was it? Because it was, it was Don Draper, and then I was trying to remember what his fucking real name was. Like, it was like some... Hold on. Wait, in Mad Men, his real name wasn't Don Yeah. Draper. I didn't actually watch Mad Men. Oh, no. Like, it's kind of funny, because in, in, I don't want to... Uh, hold on. Because the thing his name's like Dick something, like... Oh, really? Yeah, uh, hold on. Uh, but, you know, the movie takes place in, like, 1969. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, like, middle of Nixon. Oh, Dick like, Whitman. Dick <laughs> Whitman? Dick Whitman's his real name. Oh, man. <laughs> he changed it to Don Draper. Oh, I can so, see that. Yeah. I was like, it's like, oh, this is a real Don Draper-Dick Whitman situation yeah. going on right now. Because it's, it's like... So he, like, becomes, like, that persona when he yeah, decides he, to be Don Draper? He, uh, for a quick little recap of season one of Mad Men... I think season maybe season one, season two. Like uh, he, it was found out that Don Draper was born in a whorehouse. His mom was a, his mom was a prostitute, mm. and his name was Dick Whitman. So then he, I think he shot a guy, and then he he moved to uh, New York City and changed his name to Don, Don Draper, Draper and just be, and worked his way up. Ah, and did all the old hustle. Yeah, the old the old hustle and bustle. The old Dick Whitman hustle. Well, this is definitely something similar where he, you know, has two identities. Right. Um, and, and, you know, he's like a, I would say like a, he's kind of like a 1969, like CIA agent or something like that. Yeah. He's, um, he's working for the government, yep. but he presents himself as a vacuum salesman. Yeah. Right. And so the movie kind of. As a starts, southern vacuum salesman. As a salesman. southern gentleman vacuum salesman. Um, and he, uh, and, and Jeff Bridges plays a priest with, uh, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of take one look at it and be like, that's not a normal Only person. one of those things is true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, Darlene Sweet. Darlene uh, Sweet seems like she's... Oh, Cynthia. She seems like on the up and up, just an actual singer. She's just a singer doing the... Doing the well, the... she came off as kind of a... They, like, Don... Don Draper. Uh, John Hamm's character kind of made her seem like she was a prostitute because she was walking around with, like, her own bedding. Right, yeah. You know? Um, and then you find out, like... It's just soundboard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, sound foam. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and also they like, they, they call her like a Negro woman a lot, which is like, oh, so we're, we're back in the well, past. Well, here's the thing. Like if it, if this was made by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, they wouldn't have been, said Negro. Cause this would have been yeah. like, they kind of like 
jumped at it and they're like, well, no, 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 yeah, yeah. no, let's not, let's not, let's only have one character do this. Yeah. And, and then we'll go do a different, different thing. Like, but they the, all acknowledge that she's black, but none of them seem racist about it. Yeah, none of them Which are like... Which does not seem, like, accurate, you At know? the time we were here, we we're definitely at the, uh, the Civil War era. No, I'm sorry. Civil, civil rights. Civil rights, Vietnam, like, ending of Vietnam. Yeah. Era, and you're like, hmm, you know what you want to say. Right. You know that they, yeah, you yeah. know that they wouldn't be this harmonious. I appreciate them um, giving a, a, a black woman the lead right, in the sixties yeah. because she does a great job with it. Oh no, yeah, she does you know, a great job. I'm not saying you should have recast her because she she did a really good job. You know, all but the, you know, all the, the the powerful roles that black women can have, we should just give it to a, a meek white lady. Yeah. <laughs> she meek. definitely. Yeah, she, you know who could sing Motown really well? If they just Scarlett switch their Johansson. roles. Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> if you put Dakota Johnson as a oh, Motown man. singer, and you put, you know... But, and, you put, uh, and you put Cynthia as the... Uh, as the uh, hippy-dippy... Uh, as the hippy-dippy uh, killer. Yeah. But then keep the sister also white, though? Yeah. But then... <laughs> it would be... <laughs> oh, man. Just stepped in it. Yeah. And yeah. see, that's the thing. I think they kind of wrote in, they're like, okay, well, definitely let's have some racism in it, but not... A lot of racism. And yeah, like you can't like it, like it seemed like they knew they couldn't just ignore that she was black, right? But they didn't want to squeeze like discrimination into the script, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, it it wouldn't have really fit the script. It also would have taken a lot of people out of it. Yeah, uh, and also like um, it also would have set her up as like an early protagonist where yeah. that's not really established until later on. Yeah. One thing I like about the movie is that you don't really know who's good and who's bad until. About halfway through. Right. You start getting an idea of people's characters. Yeah, and I think uh, because of that, because you don't know who, what everyone's motivations are, um, and only having, like, what, like, five five people? At a time. At yeah. a time. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of getting a, a play on each person. So you get, like, John Hamm, who's just, like, kind of, like, this boisterous guy. Like, he's like, okay, like, he's a fast-talking, you know, he's like... He's probably got something up his sleeve. Yeah, he wants the honeymoon suite for some reason. Exactly. And they said it in California. I am not on my honeymoon. Right. And yeah. they said it in uh, Tahoe, like on the border of California and Nevada. Yeah. So, so the hotel's it's kind like of, split in half. So also because it's kind of like, all right, so the people around aren't, you know, redneck racists. They're right. Like, they're kind of like, you want to keep yourself like coastal elite, you know, mm-hmm. coastal mm-hmm. enlightenment elite. Yeah. So like that, that's why you set yourself up there. It's because it's like, okay, well the only person who's going to be racist so- sounds like he's going to be racist. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, um, although I, I would say the production design, like the set design is really good. Oh no, it's amazing. I like, think the place looks great. I think all the flashbacks look great. Yeah. You know, whoever the clothing design, the, every, yeah. like everything was great. Yeah. The and cars, the, the cars. Yeah, yeah. Everything looked really good. Yeah. Like her kind of like raincoat kind of a jacket. Right. Darlene's that was like, like see-through. Right. So, uh, that was, that looks super cool. Um, the uh the even like every hotel room the hallway uh, the lighting was just done really well the, uh, the back room area yeah like, that set up so much like uh ambiance and like right and, you know you can... and they did a really good job where you get an idea of like the shape of the hotel mm-hmm. like you can i can perfectly imagine in my head someone going from the reception into that maintenance closet and then around the into that dark hallway to see all the rooms i can picture perfectly in my head even though they never quite show all of it at once they just do a really good job with establishing their geography right which in a in a movie that's that's maybe very tight like this Mm -hmm. maybe that's not the hardest thing to do but it's important for the story no exactly yeah you got to get that right um and, and but you know on the down on the other on the flip side right 
Um, I will say that the dialogue, like the dialogue itself, it seemed like it was going for a kind of charm to it, like a Tarantino charm, like right. a wit, like quippy and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. But I think John Hans' character had a lot of it. I think it's the the pacing of how they said their lines. Mm. Like Jeff Bridges kind of took a long time to say some things. Right. Um, Miles was like crying half the time. Yeah, so I don't his, think he. Yeah. His his nice. lines were always like stuttered. Yeah. Um, Dakota Johnson spoke too quietly. And she didn't say much. And she didn't say much of anything. Yeah. And I think her character was like she doesn't have to say much. Mm-hmm. But at certain times you're like, you, you gotta. Yeah, she definitely yeah. was probably the Dakota Johnson character probably the least uh, yeah developed. I would say, despite being in most of the movie. Yeah. Um, she was definitely. I feel like she was the least developed. Like they kind of like had uh an image like you know fast driving hippie doesn't give a damn you know, right. and then they kind of show it like how much she cares about her sister, even though like you can tell that there's something off with the sister. I don't know. Is it there? Yeah, it's there. Oh, there's definitely. Oh boy. Uh, I, but on the uh, again on the flip side. I think they do a good job of establishing that every character, mo- almost every character, has good and bad to them. Yeah, you like know? there's there's definitely a dark side. Like they definitely everybody has a moment in the light and in the darkness. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that like as like a metaphorical thing. Because it's an actual because it's lighting. Split in half. Yeah, true. <laughs> because everyone yeah. has a moment where they're fully lit. Yeah, and then there's the next moment where they're like fully shrouded. Like, very like maybe yeah. like. Barely a quarter of their face is shown by yeah. the darkness, and like, and I wonder if I mean you gotta you gotta know that's intentional. Yeah, um, but it's a little heavy handed. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, and I think the thing is they wanna, and what I mean by this is going for like a nice guys vibe is that like when you watch nice guys, it kind of like flowed. It was kind of a cool flow. That's the see that's the flow that I'm talking about. Yeah, the kind of Shane Black kind of flow. Exactly, yeah. like the Shane Black flow, where it's like you could get away with like Shane Black doesn't write physical comedy. Mm. He writes you know uh verbal comedy like di- his dialogue is is sharp and pippy and yeah. like he has his characters um but then he also has them like do stuff like small shit like when uh what is it when russell crowe after he breaks ryan gosling's arm and he sees him in the in the bowling, bowling alley bathroom that scene where he's trying to fuck with the door oh yeah that's funny because yeah. that also plays into the personality of each guy right uh but this doesn't have a, a, any moment like if it was trying to be funny, certain things could happen. That would that, that would, would like, kind of be it, like, tied e- to a, it a could ease the tension, and then like you could like, like uh, like the introduction scene of uh, oh, why do I keep forgetting her name? Uh, was it Charlene? Oh, Darlene. 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 Yeah. yeah, Darlene and the and uh and Father Daniel uh, Flynn. Daniel Flynn. Yeah. It's like, well, how is it in Nevada? It's like, well, it looks like it's gonna rain. Yeah. How's it in California? Oh, look, still it's sunny, still sunny out. as yeah. always. And it's like that's that good. was nice. That's yeah, good that personality, nice. nice setup, a little little comedy, kind of break the break the ice a little bit. Yeah, and I like that it puts people in kind of like uh, strange bedfellow ways because mm-hmm. it's like two people, and then it's like because it's those two, it's it's the hippies and Miles, and right. then like you kind of pair off. But there's like no kind of like uh, everyone's still kind of like. You, they are cats with their backs arched. They're right. never comfortable with yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, for good reason. Yeah, because they're constantly backstabbing each other and constantly. Uh, yeah, there's like you, know, you don't know where their motivations are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that there's a lot of. Um, I may, I mean, maybe they they didn't do the best job like setting it up, but you know, having the line between uh, splitting the 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 hotel in half 
and then um you know figure trying to figure out who's good and who's bad and how much gray there is right. and then coming back to when chris hemsworth character has a fascination with like binary kind of games yeah it's like you know it's this or it's that you know you get the idea of um that american accent I loved it. <laughs> He's so funny. He, Chris Hemsworth definitely is a scene stealer in this. Yeah. Um, mostly because those abs, but you know the rest of him is I thought great the, too. The biggest lie of the whole movie is when he had a bite of pie. I'm like, no, he didn't. No. That's definitely like some fucking Not with like, those abs. He yeah, did. Yeah. Some protein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, that is some gluten-free shit right there. Oh, and then with all the religious undertones, you definitely are overtones, really. Right. You definitely get the idea that they're playing with like the idea of morality and yeah. right and wrong and how religion ties into that mm -hmm. um which is a which is a cool allegory to explore right uh you know because you, you have hamsworth's character that's like oh there yeah, this idea of religion is just uh people distracting you with a moral like quandary like a game while they benefit off of you right but then you know he ends up being exactly that yeah you know and then uh you have the you have miles who you know every like his character every time you learn more about him you're just like jeez this kid is this is the worst he's like and then he has like his thing at the end that like justifies all of it yeah you know? he's he's kind of the he's the hammer in who's ever whoever is his carpenter's toolbox yeah like he yeah he's he, always being used he's to do used to do yeah. horrible stuff right and you don't like you kind of like oh damn like how much horrible stuff has he he done and then you like he starts at the end, he just goes like wild and you're like, oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. There's a real, there's a really big moment where he, d he says like one line. We'll go when we go into spoilers. We'll we'll talk about it. Right. Um. That's just like, wait, what? And yeah. then it goes into a flashback. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh. And that that I felt like yeah like that was cool, but then I felt like that flashback was like unnecessary. It, for me, it definitely stopped the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Of that last the last hour of the movie mm -hmm. outside of that little flashback is bananas yeah like it's really really intense you know um really really fun mm -hmm. you know all at the same time like it's kind of got that like oh, i just want to fast forward because I'm, I'm waiting for something to blow up and i don't want it right yeah, yeah, to yeah. get me but at the same time it's like there everyone like you're, you're kind of drawn to chris hemsworth and you're drawn to uh, darlene and you're drawn to like um yeah. to because you're waiting to see what happens when um when Flynn uh, and like tell, confesses to Miller right. to Miles, yeah, you know, after Miles has been trying to confess to him, the and whole it's movie. it's crazy how, um, he yeah, Hemsworth picked up on what was going on pretty while, quickly. He's not an idiot. He's, he's not, not dumb. Yeah, he's not dumb. And I think that's his that's his his uh, his biggest flaw is that he's so smart. Yeah. Oh man, it's twenty six. We did about twenty six minutes. Let's go into spoilers. Let's do it. Go into spoilers. So before, so anybody, if if anybody hasn't watched it, right? Because they're the ones that yeah. are we're looking out for. Do, would you? Do you think it's worth watching? Uh, yes. I think it's it's. I think it's worth watching, but I don't think it's like if not you, worth. It's not worth for. paying for. Okay. Um, if you could get it on. I, if if it's cheap on uh, Amazon, yeah, it's cheap. I wouldn't pay more than like eight bucks for it since I yeah. bought the DVD anyway. Yeah, so the movie it does drag <laughs> at times. Ready? We're gonna do spoilers from here on out. Yeah. So just know. <laughs> Never mind. We're doing spoilers. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Sorry. So um. <laughs> so yeah, the movie it does try to to play with some broader themes, mm -hmm. and it does uh flesh out quite a few of its characters. Right. But then. I, I, the movie just drags sometimes, man. Yeah, there comes to there comes points when you're like when it is moving like a lot of stuff with uh, 
John Hamm when he he starts uh, you find out that John Hamm is not a fast talking Southern uh, salesman. He's actually a a nerdy ass uh, like, FBI agent who knows where fucking bugs are. Yeah, so, so it's like the FBI bugged that room, mm-hmm. and his job was to, like retrieve all the bugs. But then he found other bugs. Yeah, and I think that's when he uh, realized that the management of the company is spying on people. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, it would usually just watch people like having sex and then blackmail them with it. It's what it seems to be. Yeah. They would have Miles go and record them through a double-sided mirror that uh, lead out to a hallway, you know, where he can spy on every single room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, interesting concept. No, yeah, like, yeah. like the, the concept and the setup is really good. Yeah. Because, like, when you start seeing the hall, when you start seeing the double-sided mirrors, you're like... Like, oh shit! Like yeah, things are getting... things are really moving. Yeah, and I thought they they kind of revealed it too soon. Oh okay. It's like I got like like I felt that because they kept on doing like they definitely did that Tarantino double double side of everything. Like yeah, you see one show character's something perspective, from a different perspective. And then it goes yeah. each each one, and you're like they do it a oh, few times. Though. Yeah, and it's like this is a lot. Like, do you think that maybe they should have? Um, not revealed the hallway until she shoots John Hamm. Yes. And then when she break, and then when he breaks that window, then they discover they see Miles back there, and they're like, "What the hell is that?" Mm-hmm. And then you can cut to Jeff Bridges waking up, and and go through everything there. Yep. So skip. You can so in John Hamm's like thing where he goes for the he sees you, you could cut it where like he sees Miles from the um, from he sees Miles high mm-hmm. takes his master key and mm-hmm. then goes straight out to sabotage the cars. Right. So that he does, like, in that he doesn't, um... No, yeah, so what you could Discover do, it. What you could have done is... Yeah, you could do something, like, exactly like that. Right. And then you could, like, or you could also, like... So when he's on the phone with his, uh... I guess his boss, he's like... He's like, yeah, you know, I found art bugs and other bugs, and then I found... And then you could just see him you entering know, like, the back room. It. Mm. You could see him entering the back room, but not going anywhere far, further. Right. You could do the shot where you see the camera in the background, like all the way in the background, and that kind of sets up this nice, like, opposite end thing. And right. then you, you have the light from the room, so it's like, oh, there's some shit going on. But then, because it also reveals each character's motivations as you go in. Like, yeah, you see does. Jeff Bridges, like, oh, from the beginning. Where... You kind of, you get, I mean, I from the beginning, I get the idea that right. he's probably there for the case. Right. Right. But that just makes it clear as day. Because really you're thinking any one of them could be there for the case. Exactly, right? yeah. Which is what I was sort of thinking, that they would eventually all go after the case. But really it was just Jeff Bridges' character. Because you didn't know and you, they, how much time had passed until Jeff Bridges' back, uh, his backstory came about. Yeah. You know, you didn't realize that until he, until he told his story to Darlene in the car. You, you kind of, because it kind of had this thing of like... Oh, this could have been it. Like, like, a, like the, we had, well, the problem we had with uh, a Star Wars one was like this could either be one week or forty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't mm-hmm. really know the time difference. Well, the time actually it's funny because from John Hamm's perspective, it seemed like a really long time, right? Um, between him discovering the room and him dying, right? But from uh, Darlene's perspective, it seemed much shorter. Really? Like, yeah. By the time she like she goes, she checks her car, right? So right after he sabotages her car, mm-hmm. right, that's when she goes and checks on it, right, and then um, shortly after he gets shot, but that would mean that Jeff Bridges woke up seconds after right. she hit him, because she ran to her car like almost exactly after hitting him, and between those between those two moments, he had time to be woken up, to sit get have a seat, 
get get like patched up a little bit, then go to the back, right? Then leave, right? Just in time to be called back right. to watch Miller get shot. Yeah. But from Darlene's perspective, she runs to the car. Cause the car doesn't work. She runs over to the room, and Miller gets shot, and they yeah. get shot. So there's like, and also if you think of it from uh, Emily and Rose's. Uh, Dakota Johnson and her sister's uh, perspective. Perspective. It's they check in. She drags her to the room. John Hayden comes in, and she yeah. shoots him. Yeah. So it's like, it, it. This all happens in the span of like, I would like to say ten minutes. <laughs> like ten. This is like a ten minute thing. I would say, like ten to fifteen. Yeah, because minutes. as soon as John Hamm sits down, that's the inside against that's that, when he starts yeah. checking the the. the uh, phones right and then as soon as you check the phones that's when he goes back and discovers the mirror right so you're right this all must happen in 10 20 minutes right exactly yeah but they they play they play it back so many times like you know memento or whatever yeah it feels that, like it uh, takes it takes like a good 40 like it took minutes the whole night yeah yeah but really the whole movie takes place in one night yeah you got to think this this whole the whole event takes place in i would comfortably say three, three hours, hours. Yeah. yeah like about three hours same that's it yeah and most of those it's like a really, it's just a just, really inconvenient like trip to the DMV. Which means Hams like Billy Lee must have gotten there in a snap. Yeah, because like, yeah, right, exactly. Like, because that yeah, that's the thing about time. It's like you go from basically sundown to like nighttime, but they don't, you don't, you don't really know how much time is that in between. Well, I think we we're able to figure it out. It's yeah. just it's a lot less than the movie makes it seem. Yeah, you know. Um, which, I mean, honestly, the pacing, that kind of pacing didn't bother me. No. The, when I say the pacing bothered me, I think just, you know, the, sometimes the really drawn out shots were, were really engaging, like in the beginning, like the opening shot yeah. of Nick Offerman in the room. Yeah, that was... That, and then you realize that you're looking from the perspective of the hallway. I, I tweeted at him going like, oh man, Nick Offerman, I didn't know he was in this movie, so mm-hmm. when I saw he was do- in it... And then he was like tearing up a wood floor and then yeah. putting it back together. I'm like, I oh, must have been super pumped. Like, yeah, this guy right? must have loved it. Yeah, because like that's like his thing. <laughs> yeah, it's playing with wood, just like going at it, building up floors again. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine like they tore up the floor and, and they're just like, we're just gonna shoot it. Like, why don't we just shoot the scene where you put everything back together before we break it? And he's like, no, I'll fix it. Yeah, I don't yeah. worry. I could do it real quick. I'll do it. Yeah, don't need to edit this one. <laughs> exactly. Just keep rolling. Yeah. I'll do it. Um, but yeah, but like seeing you know, like seeing that you're just waiting for something to happen, right? And then when it does, it's like a big like big payoff kind of right. Um, but there are other scenes where it'll just show Darlene just like kind of walking around in her room mm-hmm. and then singing for what seemed like six minutes, right? Of just her singing at you, yeah. And it was just like, we get it, she can sing, move on. Yeah, you know? you, you you felt that because they did that twice, but they just stopped yeah. moving. Dakota did it too, and it's just a. Was this, was this, like, supposed to highlight that she's a great singer or something? I think so. You know what I would have liked to have seen? Because if, if they, they exposed that Jeff Bridges is digging up the floor and that she's... and uh, Yeah, but I, I 100% agree with you, though, that it's maybe 20 minutes into the movie and now you know who's good and who's bad exactly. right away. You know, who's lying, who's telling the exactly. truth. Exactly. You know who has ulterior motives, who yeah. doesn't. But I, I yeah, kind of right. would have liked to have seen... Uh, John Hamm not turn on the intercom to hear how to her, not hear her not hear how good her voice is. And then it turns out she's trash. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> turn out like turn out that like she's Dakota Johnson figures it out. No, like uh, 
Yeah, so like, because when Dakota Johnson finds out, it was after, you know, she she whacked him, uh, whacked uh, Jeff Bridges in the head. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's, but, uh, because then you, you hear a little bit of her voice, but like you, like, what would have been a great visual is if, because you see Jeff Bridges kind of working, and you see her kind of like nervously pacing around, and then you see John Hamm kind of going back and forth. Mm. So when you hear her singing, maybe just with no music or no nothing, just when you pass by there, you see her singing, you see Jeff Bridges and him, him stopping. Oh, so, like, like Bridges is hearing her. Bridges only, yeah, only Bridges can hear her and mm-hmm. not us and not John Hamm. Right. So, like, so it shows him being kind of fixated by the music. Exactly, because it's like, because you know he's, you know he's bad. Mm-hmm. You know he's, he's a thief of some kind. Right. But you know, like, her voice is so powerful that'll make him stop in his tracks. Right. To be like, oh, damn. And then it sort of starts off there their character relationship in a cool way other than him knocking and being like I heard you singing and it was sound right. pretty good because then they would made the uh, her singing to Billy Lee it wasn't really to Billy Lee it was to 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 Jeff Bridges mm. it would have made that a little bit more powerful because it's like you know if I'm gonna die right I would this love to hear really li- yeah I would love to hear this beautiful voice again that's that's very that's a very good point I like that idea a lot um, and then it would also like kind of make you think you're like oh this is a bad guy when he goes to like drug her right when he goes to drug her um yeah cause you cause you get that cause you think cause then you're not sure like did he really like it or and then you realize that he did yeah um and that he did he just wanted to knock her out to check he didn't want to hurt her like, he didn't want to hurt her right. right um no that I think that's a that's a pretty cool idea right yeah. yeah no yeah I mean it's just cause like cause it's it's something that like these people are so motivated in their own uh their own their own things. like goals that they came well, in with because yeah. like she's the only one that didn't come here with the with the express purpose of just staying committing a like, crime exactly yeah. <laughs> she was there just to be just to save money right and she's caught up in the middle of this nonsense yeah and which the, is, which is kind of interesting that she, her character is the most everyman kind of character right but they kind of like set up that we latch onto Jeff Bridges as yeah. the emotional core yeah. But anyway, you were saying? Uh, no, yeah, because like, it it is funny because like, let's say her voice is so strong that it could throw motivated people off their motivation. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of because that's cool because then they don't know what because then they're spinning yeah. their wheels and that puts her in a position of power. Yeah. yeah, and like that says more about her voice than actually hearing it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because for me, after uh, for just except for maybe a few exceptions, once a voice sounds. A good to a certain extent. Right. It was like, oh, she can sing. Right. I, I, I have no idea if she's the best singer in the world, if she's like really good or just kind of good. It's like, oh, she can sing. No, that's yeah. all, you know, like that's, I, I don't know enough <laughs> to be able to be like, wow, she could be somebody. It's like, yeah. Oh, who's, or, who's that? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, her performing at Bingo Night seems appropriate. Yeah. You know? Um, because, like, you know, a lot of girls can sing. You know? What do you think about Billy Lee's cult? Billy Lee and his cult? I well, I know they were the, he's trying to be like the Manson family. Mm-hmm, exactly. um, I thought he was super fucking ridiculous, and the fact that uh, Darlene called him out on it, love that. Yeah. I love that whole thing. That was and, a great exchange. And it's it's uh because Hemsworth it plays such a a weaselly dude when you know he's a weaselly dude. Yeah, it's like they, like when you see him uh, start hitting on uh, Dakota Johnson's younger sister Rose, uh, as he calls her boots. And it's like, it's like, dude, 
she looks like she's twelve. Right. Relax yourself, right. pal. Right. And but he does like but he doesn't because this is what they this is what cold eaters do, where they find lost and lonely people. And so she just buys right in because yeah. she's, you know, from an abusive family. She's and already deranged. So yeah, she's she's got problems. And then you know, so and then when he starts slinging that bullshit to, to Darlene, she's like, Motherfucker, I've seen this a million times. Yeah. It's like you nothing. You're nothing. I think that's Darlene's biggest thing is that she's she's seen it all already. Right, yeah. You know, like like uh, that's how lived. she knew she was gonna get like get drugged. Right. And she was just like, I've seen enough people try to you know, try to like trick me that yeah. I know a trickster. As she said about the film that they have, which I was thinking I guess probably JFK. I was thinking JFK. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of reasons, um, things to support it, um, outside of it being the sixties. Right. Um, apparently like the rumor is like that JFK did sleep with Marilyn Monroe in a hotel that split um, between California and Nevada. Like, well, that's pretty The point. actual hotel that it's based off of, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, in the front desk, when Darlene's looking at all those pictures, there's a picture of Marilyn Monroe there. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I think this kind of makes sense with the whole, like, oh, like, he was the only one that was nice to me because everyone knew JFK to be a, a nice guy. Yeah. And then Nixon's president, so... Yeah, yeah, and it was the ending of the Vietnam War. Right, so that means that LBJ was out, and yeah. Nixon was in. Um, yeah, it, it... It does... And he's dead. And he's dead, know, yeah. He's dead, so he would be dead around And also time. the way that uh, Darling says, like, it's a guy who did a lot of talking. Yeah. And didn't really, like... But I mean, like, I think... She, I think she's yeah. being very broad. Yeah, broad. More she was more trying to... Billy Lee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To hit him. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is pretty cool, but yeah, I'm thinking JFK as yeah. well. Yeah, and the, like the whole like the whole uh, thing he says, like it's the idea of a man that's more important than the man himself, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's the only the only popular figures around that time that I think it would, that like because it wasn't El- MLK, yeah, because it wasn't Elvis, because Elvis was still alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Martin Luther King, it would have been interesting, yeah, to say the least. But then again, I think he was well known as. Is As a, an adulterer? I think so. I don't know. Mm. Um, actually, you know, I don't know. We know um, now. We know now, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then also JFK was out there fucking out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking wilding out. Yeah, I think once you find, once they, like, once you actually see the hotel right. that splits California Nevada where the affair is rumored to have happened, like that, I feel like that kind of cements JFK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also when they, when, uh, uh, John Hamm said Dean Martin sang a play sang about this place I'm like okay so the Brad Pack right, knows about it so right. JFK was he was yes. good with them for a little while so, yeah yeah so yeah there's a lot of, a lot of cool little hints there um, but yeah let's talk about what, when we were saying like oh the, there's a flashback that throws everything off and that's Miles's flashback Miles's flashback is weird because he a gets shot in the face and then he's like fucking Rambo all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, one thing I thought was, like, if maybe, I don't know. So it's hard because there is a really cool reveal, mm-hmm. and then the flashback. So like she's so like you know he he's the whole time he's like very repentant, and that's why he's drawn to Jeff Bridges, the yeah. priest. He wants to resolve he, his sins. Yeah, he wants he wants to confess and he wants penance, right? And um, like the whole time Bridges dodging him because he's not a real priest mm-hmm. right and then at the end and you're kind of feeling like what did he do wrong and then you see the heroin he's like it's not that and you're like right. oh and then you see like the spying on people he's like it's not that he's like oh 
And he's like, uh, yeah. And then, like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, what, what is this? What it's is like, this? what could be worse than this? Right. And I'm thinking, like, he killed his mom or something. Right. And then she goes, like, and when he goes, he can't kill, I can't kill anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, it's probably something like that. Yeah. And it's like he's goes, killed some guests. Yeah. yeah he goes, yeah. how many people have you killed? And he goes, like, 123. You're just like, oh, shit. It's like, that's, that's a lot. Ooh. You sure? He looks young. And then the flashback happens. Yeah, the flashback. So, like, it shows that he was in the Vietnam or Korea. Was it no? I think it was Nam. You think it was Nam? I think yeah. It was Nam. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting because I thought that reveal, like the 123, mm-hmm. was really cool. And I was like, oh shit, that adds so much to the character, right? The right. dude's a fucking serial killer, right? And then, like, and it's right when everything's heating up, you know? Like, they're fighting, you right. know, like, it, it's, it's really, Yeah, because really when close. he said that, I thought like, oh, this is some, like, Norman Bates shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, nice. And, but then. I mean, I'm fine with the, with the, with the Vietnam veteran backstory too right i just don't like how it cut the momentum in half you could have you could have honestly it would have been implied because the way he picked up a gun and the way he was shooting you go that's a soldier yeah the way he moves across the room and like stuff like that it's like yep that's that's a soldier that he did that and it's like you don't need to you really didn't need to or maybe him go on his killing streak and then do the flashback like after he takes out the last two people by the car, you know what? Actually, you know what you could have done as he's repenting his sins to Jeff Bridges. You could flash back and forth. Oh yeah, kind of like showing yeah. him, like you could use while also, he's dying. While right? he's dying, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, because you could use the fire as kind of like a like a transitionary. Yeah, like exactly. Like, and then you could also like drop the you could drop the vocals out, and you could just have him like waking up in the field of dead people, and that could be. As he's dying, as he's like saying his last his last rites, it can even fade out from him like like pr- like dropping to his knees and praying at the to him to, to Jeff Bridges his, absolving him. And then when he, he dies with his hands crossed, yeah, that would have been like that would have been like everything makes sense now, right? Yeah, yeah, because that would have been that would have been cool because they spent maybe an hour tied to that chair, yeah, and you know it's just going and going and going and the tension's rising and rising and rising and it's really really good, yeah, and then they just stopped. It yeah. would have been much cooler if at the end of that big climax, then you go back and you realize all these things about Miles. Yeah. That would have been cooler. Yeah, because right. exactly, because, like, tension without the right blow-off just feels weird. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's it's an unfulfilled... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to make it sound dirty, but... Yeah. Yeah, you blue ball yourself. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Because you're like, ah, ah, oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> oh, shit, okay. <laughs> And I figured this was going to be one of those movies where, like, everyone dies at the end. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, it's a surprise. Most Two, people Most die. people die at the end. I'm happy that the little sister got shot. Yeah, she I was, was super happy about she that. She was a jerk. Yeah. She was a dick. Like, because at, at a, for a while, like, the way that they were... Once about, they killed Emily and she didn't react, I was like, oh, she's an asshole. Right. Yeah. Um, what, what, I, what made me turn on this, made me hate this little girl, was, uh... When they were like, when the Dakota Johnson and uh, Miles were talking, mm. and she was like, kind of like contemplating the idea of right. killing him. He's like, I don't know your name because she doesn't want to kill him. Like that's yeah. not her goal. Yeah, she's like, it's like, look, I don't know your name. I, I'll just, I, 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 I have all these secrets that I haven't told, you know. And they kind of like, kind of gives you dips a toe into like what's been the going kind of on, the things you've seen and done. And then she's like. It's like uh, I don't know. I was like, he's like, look, I don't even know your names. And then you hear in the background, it's like, my name's Rose. Yeah. It's like you don't know if she did it because she's young she, or because she wants him. Or to she die. wants him to die. And yeah. then by the end, you're like, oh no, she wanted him to die. Yeah. She's, she's a, a psycho. She's a psychopath. Yeah. 
You think she killed that other girl that Hemsworth put her up against? Is that who she like stabbed in on? the camp? No, I thought. No, I don't. I didn't think that was at the camp. So remember on the news they were saying like, oh, like. Uh, oh, that family. Yeah, I think that was her family. Oh. I think she killed her parents. Oh, that makes sense. I think so. That's what I got from it. Yeah. And then ran away, and then uh, that's when he picked them up. The only thing. No, wait. But did they say that that happened last night though? Yeah, that happened recently. That happened more recently. Maybe they were. Maybe on... she ran away and she stabbed them. I don't know. Or maybe I she stabbed these I think people. She killed those people because it looked like they was in like their backyard or something, like a backyard. Or maybe they were. Because like, maybe it was like the Manson family where they went to like someone's house. Oh yeah. So, spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, so they went to they went to like someone's house and then maybe she killed them. She killed them yeah. under like the, the 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 action of Billy Lee and then Dakota Johnson like knocked her out. And yeah, then, and then drag there. Yeah, could be like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because totally she's like the that. violence never happened until you came along. It's mm-hmm. like eh, it was kind of there all the time. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's a good. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's is there's a good story there, and there is some there's, there's great there, pieces in this. Yeah. There's stuff to unpack. Yeah. You know, which is which is cool, but I think just sometimes it drags. Sometimes it wasn't fun to watch. Sometimes yeah. it, it killed its own momentum. You know. It could it just could have been put together a little better. It could have been edited a little better. What did you think of the soundtrack? I mean, I love Motown. Yeah, I love Motown. So for me, that that my, was pretty. Bumping. My favorite part about it is when uh, they put on Deep, Deep Purple, Purple. Yeah, and then Jeff Bridges is like, "What's this?" And uh, Darlene's like, ah, "I think it's Deep Purple," and he's like, "It's not for me." Yeah, not for me. <laughs> no, nope. I was like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. it's not that good yeah. compared to like like the Isley Brothers and right. all, like, all like the everything. classics yeah. that she was dropping before. And then you're like, oh yeah, and they play like uh, was it the Four Tops? And then I was like, yeah, it's like okay, like yeah, this is like I'm Karen with this. Every love and all that. And yeah. Bernadette and like yeah. I was like, oh like I'm with it. And yeah. then uh, when Darlene sang, uh, oh god, why do I forget that song? To Jeff with the song she sang to Jeff Bridges at the uh, yeah. At the end? At the end, yeah. No, not not at the performance, oh. but at the casino. Oh. <sighs> right? Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, but she sang it, it but it was a beautifully, beautifully sang song. Yeah, I love that he just spins the roulette and he goes, for better. Um, and But you can, you can see it was spiteful, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it, was really, had, it was really petty. Because you just called him out. Yeah. Know? It was petty. Yeah, it was petty, though. It's just petty shit. Yeah, it was petty. And, um, but I thought it was really funny. And though. that's what set Jeff Bridges over. The yeah. Like, she's an, like an angel, goddammit. You goddamn say she's a saint. <laughs> but, it was more that, like, oh, he's getting ready to kill one of us. I also like how they did Chekhov's fire, where there's a fire in the first oh, act. Yeah. There's going to be a fire in yeah, the last yeah, act. Yeah, 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 yeah. They smacked him in the face with <laughs> a burning log. <laughs> yeah, but the movie had the movie had a lot of good things going for it. You know, it played with ideas of morality, forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, what makes someone good or bad, what makes something right or wrong. Yeah, you know, because Jeff Bridges ended up. I think when he, you know, he's a liar, he's a thief, but he sort of used those skills to help Miles in his final passing. Right, Miles, who's a killer. Yeah. you know, by all and 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 you know, someone who, like as as Hemsworth put it, like you know. In, as sorry as you are for all those things, maybe you just shouldn't have done them. Right. You know, like uh, he still did it. Yeah. You know? Um, if you, yeah, if you really had a problem with all those things you did, you shouldn't have done it. Um, 
which yeah, such a, I guess. yeah easier said than done but exactly I it's one of those things like well if you didn't want to get raped you maybe you shouldn't have worn those clothes it's like yeah it's like how can you say that you don't know the situation well, he didn't was, know he yeah. didn't know that the kid was a vet exactly he just thought the kid was like a junkie that got involved with shit you know yeah that got that he got made no, he made an assumption which is yeah the... which is what everybody did until yeah. you find out what this kid's backstory really was exactly which yeah. i think also would have been cool if they did that at his dying moments like you said yeah you know i think that would have worked out really well because um because like him because you know you got someone that's a killer that's done bad things and he you know ends up using that to protect people to save people you know how also you could have shown that he's a soldier without doing a five minute flashback mm. is that when uh, uh rose stabbed him his dog sacks fell out <laughs> they popped off they popped, <laughs> like he still wears them but like say she cuts them and fucking and or then, like, or maybe like they rip his shirt open that's and, like, yeah. him and then you see him and you see, see his dog tags. Yeah, yeah, that could do it too. Yeah, um, yeah, that could do it. Uh, There's small things you could do to set up a character, like a, like, like a show don't tell type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even though they didn't put it in dialogue, they told us. They didn't they, they really... basically go here. Oh shit! Like oh, we didn't set up Miles yet. Put it in the last five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean obviously they wanted Miles to be a big reveal, right? Not so much of a not like. Like Darlene's was an expository kind of flashback. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn you learn about her, and that's going to influence your character moving forward. Right. But his was to reveal and change things you already thought about him. Right. Which you know d- that part worked, but you got to think like there's other parts of the movie. That's the thing. Like it, it, it's almost like he made these movies with like each character arc he kind of wrote in in it by itself. Right. And then combined them without really working on making the movie flow that well. Yeah. You know, um, he wrote them as they were like four, narratively. It's like four, yeah. You're like you're saying it's four scripts connected by a long, a long script, right? Connecting by like the border yeah. between California and Nevada. Um, which so that's why we can say so much about the characters. The characters, a lot of them are deep. Yeah, Billy Lee is is pretty cool in that like he's manipulative and weaselly, but he's not dumb. No, you know, and, and he's and he's not. And you get you you clue you clue on to how Weasley this guy is like yeah. right right at the for I, me it was the dance when he danced up with the pie I was like oh this guy's like, slimy yeah. <laughs> um like Brit, Jeff Bridges like Daniel Flynn it's got a lot of character there with his amnesia and everything right um you know it, it's, it's not amnesia oh like more like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's more like yeah, Alzheimer's dementia yeah dementia maybe it's yeah, horrible amnesia, disease uh, yeah uh, um uh, amnesia is not the word at all yeah um. You know, like even John Hamp, John Hamp's character, he didn't get much development, but you see, like, oh, there was something to him. He's a, he's a, he's a he's a hero, I yeah. guess you could say. Which is cool because they he would seem like the most lawful good, right? And they kill him right away. Yeah, you know, they throw that idea out the window, you know, and then it, it, the whole thing about choosing like left or right, choosing right or wrong, yada yada, and then what caught what causes Miles to become a hero is she like. She like uh, because he's used to doing what people tell him to do. Right. Like they like, give him like, hey, do this or you're fucked. And he's like, all right, I'll do this. Right. And she's just like, it's okay. Yeah, you don't. If you don't want to do it. You don't have to do it. You know. And that's what caused the big change in his in his ideology. Right. Which is a uh, you know pretty. It's a pretty cool like hero's arc almost. Okay. Because you know? um, the whole thing about a hero's arc is that. Uh, I discussed this with Nick Landy as well after mm-hmm. after we stopped filming, is that the character goes forward with a flaw, and then um, at some point, something either the situation or the antagonist or whatever has to cause a change in the main character's thinking or doing that allows him to move past that flaw and save the day. Yeah, and that was Darlene giving him the choice. Yep. Yeah, he was given a choice, and right. then uh, Jeff Bridges was. You know, I mean, you for, could say it was Darlene for multiple people. Yeah. No, yeah, Darlene made Jeff Bridges 
because Jeff Bridges was a lifelong criminal. Yeah. And then after meeting her, he thought about someone else. Right. Uh, she put him on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, definitely not... I don't know. I, I feel like after talking about it, honestly, I feel a little better about the movie than I did before. I just wish it flowed a little bit better. Yeah, it just like, didn't There's some up. things, like... There was there were just times in the first, like, half... Two more minutes in the I'm editing thinking, chair. like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it through this movie because right. it's going so slow. Right, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching it going, like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It starts off really slow. Mm-hmm. And in the Offerman, like, intro, they use, like, you know, big, like, jump cuts and stuff. Right. To pass time. And it's like, maybe you could have done that a little more. Or, you know, just, well, like... like, jump cuts like that, it's it's very jarring. So you have to It sit, can be. It, but it's, it's, it does a good job of, like, showing a long period of time passing. The only way you could have done that, I think, is if there were more characters in the hotel. Mm. And by what I mean by that is, like... Maybe instead of having, because the way like you could have done that where you could have had Darlene singing over the jump cuts, mm-hmm. and like they're going from like room to room to room, but since there's only like three people left, wh- what are you really gonna do? Is basically you're just gonna sit and watch her. Yeah. 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 But like. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. I also don't. I don't like the sitting and watching things. It's no. so weird. It sets. It kind of takes me out of the movie. Mm. Because it's also like, I'm sitting and watching this. You have a thing to do. Right. Like, right. It's so passive. Right. To see, like, like, I paid money for you to do shit, not watch yeah. it. I can watch it myself. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, but at the same time, like, it's a lot of, it, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of, like, really well-paced movies mm-hmm. and movies that we come in here and talk about, usually we say that, you know, it was a fun ride, but the characters, their decisions didn't really make sense. It wasn't come up and for this. Why did this person do that? Right. And this is the opposite, where every character made decisions that were influenced by things that happened before them, and everything that happened afterward is influenced by those decisions. That's how you tell a good story. But... It, the, it, all the things like that we usually that movies usually get right this movie didn't quite nail right yeah so it's a weird conundrum it's like a it's a weird inversely average movie <laughs> yeah you know, that's the thing though it makes it not average yeah I wouldn't call it an average movie I would call it average as far as like good to bad right and average like somewhere in the middle yeah I'll say that but I won't I'll say the movies it's it's different it's different I think a lot of People had, that lot that are used to watching the same thing over and over, right? Might enjoy this or they might hate it. Yeah. If you if you had a choice of watching, well, I don't know if you you didn't see Free Fire, right? No. Okay, Free Fire kind of has the same idea of this, where it's like characters stuck in a room, mm. but they all shooting at each other. Um, which also has a great cast. Not gonna take that away, but it's like it it set itself up as this fun, funny like kind of like comedy where everyone's shooting at each other when it turned out to be kind of this really slow drag. Uh, this movie. Th- like, this movie... Oh, and, both movies? Uh, this, like, so this, and um, this and Nice Guys. Like, uh, yeah. like, this is, like, I would, like, this has more stuff going on. Yeah. But Nice Guys is a better movie overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like movies that take place in the 70s. Like, that's just... And not the 60s. Not, not the 60s. 69. 69, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it's just so close. Yeah, like, two I, years, it was two years later. Yeah. So we would no, I mean, like, no. I, I, I like this, I like this vibe of like, you know, like, of this era. Yeah, know, like I like the, the, I like the, I like the time period. I, that's the thing. I think it did a lot of things right, man. It's just, I think I like it a little more than you do. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's, fair. so let's rate it then. Okay. Um, I would give this movie a six. 
I was going to say about five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. So, um, it gets about a six. Yeah. Overall. Right, we'll call it a six. A movie may have six. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, it didn't quite hit the mark of a, of a of what I would call a good movie, what I would recommend. What other Avenger would have, if they, if they were in this, would have made it a lot better? <laughs> I think if Tom Holland was Miles, it would have definitely been Ooh, weird. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really been weird for fucking. <laughs> where if Denai Guerrero was, um, oh. was Darlene. I mean, Darlene did great. She wasn't a problem. Yeah. Um, maybe. If Elizabeth Olsen was. Was Emily? Yeah. Was Emily? Oh, wow. I don't know. I like right. Elizabeth, I like then, Elizabeth Olsen. I then have like one of the twins like be Rose. No, you could have them both set up. I mean, I honestly got creeped out by the like the the Hemsworth pedophile aspect. And mm-hmm. It's not Billy Lee pedophile aspect. It's just so weird of course, to me. Of course, like that's so uncomfortable to yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Well, that's part of what makes him a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so you want to wrap up? Yeah, we could wrap it up. All right, guys. So that's the shoot. Um, it... I don't know when this is actually gonna. Yeah, this is. This will be out soon. Yeah, yeah. So this, this is gonna be out. So by the time it's I, so I can't really tell you what's coming on after here, but I can no. tell you that we are having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Um, guys. So, as always, if you really like the movie or you didn't like the movie or there's a bigger picture that we're not seeing or something that would tie everything together really or well, are you, are you behind my walls right now? Yeah. 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 Right. If you're staring at us through our, our mirrors, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> let us know at Movie Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> At Movie Mayhem Pod. Um, at Movie Mayhem Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy some shirts, it's at tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. And uh, if you don't really have anything to say, uh, but you want to acknowledge that you know we don't suck, then just go ahead and give us a, a like or, or, or rate us. Uh, give us a five-star review on yeah, that iTunes, on baby. On that iTunes, baby. Help us out with that algorithm. Let yeah. us climb the ladder. Let Chaos us- is a ladder. The movie, um, the movie podcast business is deep. It's, it runs deep. We and, gotta. And right now we're we're basically cuttlefish. We're at the bottom because <laughs> everyone keeps stealing our ideas. But exactly. if you if you bring us up, people will we will, we can let people know. Yeah. Like what's really going on out there? Yeah. Stop stealing um, our shit. Stop stealing our shit. Uh, big shout out once again to the Landy Lodge for having me on. Uh, uh, shout out to Charging the Mound. Yep. With Chris Pikowski, who had me on. Chris Pikout. And um, at Bulldog Gaming, they're they're um, doing a good job with like their E three coverage and everything like yeah. that. Just put on a new episode. Um, yeah. And, oh, and, and Mikey's podcast. Uh, we <laughs> we what was it? Um, we weird flex, but okay. Like, oh no, strange flexitarian. Yeah, weird flexitarian, but okay. Yeah. Um, they'll come out with an episode at some point. I hope they. I'm do. sure they will. I hope uh, they do. And until then, guys, peace. Later. Yeah. Uh, ending song will be placed oh, right the, uh, here.